You are now listening to Supernatural Breakthrough with Mike Signorelli. The unseen realm, ancient wisdom, and your freedom awaits in this episode. Remember, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, a new episode drops. Come on, let's jump right in. Let's talk about compatibility. I want to start with this, okay? So... There, Julie and I are not compatible in any tangible way. No. So I was raised south side of Chicago, hood rat, trailer park, you know, no college education on both sides of the family. Everybody, the day drinkers, the kind of, my family was the kind of family that puts like um, the, the beer in the cooler in the trunk so that they can drink during the day. I've seen it with my own eyes. Yeah. yeah. Pour one out for my homies kind of people. That's at, my family. At funerals. Am I related yes. to anybody? Am I related to anybody here in the room? Do you know what I'm talking about? Maybe you're like, wow, he, yes, he gets me. Somebody's- uh, somebody with a koozie in the back right now is like, yes. <laughs> and then Julie's family, on the other hand, you know, they went to two va- Disney vacations a year and they had literally a white picket fence, like literally a white picket fence. Literally. And, you know, two, like the first time I showed up to her house, to take her on a date, her parents answered the door together, which was weird. I was like, you have a dad? (laughs) There's dads in this neighborhood? (laughs) I'm telling you where I come from. That's how you thought. That's how I thought. And then the parents answered the door together, and they were both dressed up. And I was like, where are you guys going? (laughs) They were like, to our second living room. (laughs) Literally. They had a, I never saw this in my life, and this is true. You're not lying. You're not even lying or exaggerating. You guys don't believe how far (laughs) I've come. I didn't know that people have two living rooms. They have the one that they sit in and the one that is nicer that you never sit in. And that didn't make sense to me. So then they were like, come, come, let's talk. And so now I'm talking to their parents and it was just this And they crazy. sat you in the nice living room. They sat me in the nice living room. Now, what I would learn was that would be the first and only time we would ever sit in that living room for the entire duration of our marriage. Yeah. And so I say that because we're not, Julie and I on the surface are not compatible, but there's a difference between chemistry and compatibility. And see, some of y'all are having arguments in your marriage compatibility issues, but the chemistry is so strong, it drove you to the point of being married. And so what we had to learn is like, we're not compatible, but we got some chemistry. (laughs) And, and so we, (laughs) and we've had to learn how to become compatible. See, chemistry is automatic, but compatibility takes work. That's good. Let me say it again. Chemistry is automatic, but compatibility takes work. Right. And so if there's ever been somebody that you've wanted their marriage, you've wanted what they've worked for that you haven't worked for yet. Come on. See, you don't stay married on accident. You can have sex and it feels almost accidental. Like, wow, I don't know what came over me because chemistry is cheap, but compatibility will cost you. You know, the the truth is, if you are going to get divorced, some of you hearing me already have, and that's okay. This is a judgment-free zone, right? Mm -hmm. It's probably for one of two reasons. There's over a 40% chance that you're going to get divorced because you feel that you're not compatible, 
or there's been an infidelity. And oftentimes, incompatibility produces infidelity. But here's the thing. We're going to help you tonight. This is, we're, this is going to be an incredible experience. So for us, our marriage, it started um, with chemistry, not compatibility. We didn't know what we were doing. I think we barely know what we're doing. Yeah. And we started to go on a journey together, and it started unraveling. Now, I just want to say, because we got some new married couples in the room. For most people, the first year of marriage is terrible. Yeah. I mean, hopefully yours wasn't, but ours was a nightmare. A total nightmare. Yeah, and people front, okay? People front. People, On Insta. People act like things are good. Like, I just love being married. And then if you could listen in, you'll hear the, da- the dishes crashing against the wall and the cussing and yeah. the yelling. And- They're like, we just did our devotional after he smashed a hole in the wall. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? like, yeah. yeah, It's like that was a repentance right. devotional y'all did. Yeah. So what we want to do right now is we want to welcome you to a marriage counseling session with Pastor Mike and Julie Signorelli. And we're going to act like you have come to our office and we are doing a marriage counseling session with you. And we're going to give you our best in the next 20 minutes, okay? And when we first got married, we had no idea how to be married. Our, and we had, no, we had no idea how to do it. And it, things rapidly begin to fall apart. Yes. And then we did, you know, I wish that six to eight weeks of premarital counseling was enough for you to be happily married for 50 years. But really, six to eight weeks of premarital counseling is just enough to get you to the ceremony. Yeah. They don't teach you what to do when you hit your temper on 10. You, there's no training for that. No. You don't know till you're in the game. It's kind of like an NBA player. You can go to practice, 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 but who you are on the court, that's who you are. That's it. Yeah. And so who you are on the court, that's who you are. And so... As we begin to go on our journey of being married, we had to learn some of the things that we're going to teach you in this session. And so we're going to take about a year and a half of weekly marriage counseling that we attended in our brokenness, and we're going to give it to you in 20 minutes. How's that? Is that okay? Okay. We usually start by every session when you sit down with us, we say... Do we have permission to speak to things in your life? So I'm going to ask you guys that question. Yeah. Do we have permission to speak to you about your life? Okay. Okay, that's They're good. Ready. So here's the first thing we do. So let's just say you're on the verge of divorce and you come to us and you say, Pastor Mike, we, we don't want to go another day. We're not living with each other anymore. And uh, we've come to you because we just want to say that we've done everything we could for the kids. I would tell you this. Let's go back to the beginning. Let's go back to the memory where you knew that they were the one. Because nobody gets married on accident. You were convinced of something. You knew something. You felt something. See, what happens is oftentimes when you can't see a future, it's because you forgot your past. You've got to go back. Things get complicated, but it wasn't always that way. And if you can't see a future, go back to the beginning. Go back to that first time when your heart started to flutter and you realized that they were the one. Go back to that time where you just wanted to obsessively call them. For us, it was when cell phones had free minutes after 9 p.m. Y'all don't know about that. And do you remember when they I would be sitting there with 7? my phone, 8.59. Yes. 9. 
<laughs> then they bumped it up to three minutes after seven, and we really, I mean, we really connected oh, yeah. after that. And so, but but that's what it took. And so, the, so for those of you who are saying, well, we're not compatible. And maybe that incompatibility has draw, drove you to pornography. It's drove you to isolation. It's drove you to indifference. Indifference is worse. It's the most insidious form of evil. It's when you get to the point where your wife, your bride, the love of your life, the mother of your children is in the same room, but you look at her like a piece of furniture, an inanimate object. And then you're scrolling on your phone on TikTok and you're giving your eyes to women who never paid the price to bear your children. Yeah, go ahead and say that. If you want to take a note down, here's one. Don't ever lust after a woman who hasn't paid the price to bear your children. Because your wife's do more respect, more honor. And see, I, 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 was, I was a man by age, but I had to become a man by choice. And some of you are just a man by age, but you need to become a man by choice because you're going through some stuff and you're isolating and you're drinking and you're, 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 you're getting off into this realm and you've have, you have all these reasons and we have these arguments that we play over and over again in our head and they become bigger and bigger and bigger in our own mind. But I just want to slap you and then hug you before tonight's over and remind you that when you married your wife, you did not make a mistake. But when your heart began to wander, you did. And so I'm bringing you back. I'm bringing you because there was a moment where the only thing you could think about was her. Go back to the beginning. There was a moment where you would do anything, you know, to get her engagement ring. I should even tell this story. I was so obsessed with the idea of marrying Julie. We were 19 and 20 years old. And at the time, I was a resident assistant at Indiana University. And that means that I had to watch three floors of men. And this is totally illegal, babe, but I want to tell you the origin of your engagement ring. Because I didn't have enough money to get the kind of ring I wanted, but you know, I'm from, I'm a hustler. <laughs> and so I started an illegal DVD ring on the first floor, an illegal gambling ring on the second floor, an illegal haircut. I wouldn't say that, but, and I was skimming off these guys like, yeah, you could start a business on my floor, but you better give me a percentage the mob. So that's the, that's the origin story of your ring. So guys, I have I since repented and be, <laughs> and become a, but, but what, here's what I'm saying is like in the beginning, we'll go to jail for our boo. In the beginning, we'll do everything, but in the end, we'll do nothing. Yeah. See how it's like, and I got it. So if you were to do a marriage counseling session with us, we would say, go back to the beginning. What was there? Acknowledge it. So here's what I want you to do. If you're sitting next to your spouse, I want you to grab their hand right now. This is going to be an interactive experience. We're simulcasting into V1 Indiana right now, and we've got people watching around the world. And so whether you're in bedrooms, living rooms, um, jail cells, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I, wherever you're at around the world, we Too get some far. wild testimonies around here. Yeah, we do. But... I want you to just hold their hand now. And this is going to be an interactive experience. So we're going to make some statements because we're going to open up communication. And we're going to get a dialogue going. Now, okay. I'm going to give you a, give me a sec. Yeah. We're going to ask that when we read this statement, if it's true for you, you squeeze the hand of your spouse. Now, 
some Jerry Springer stuff could happen in the room right now. I'm going to tell you straight up. Don't do it here. Yeah, because because like I'm just trying to help you understand. We're gonna open up communication, but don't look to your spouse and say, "Say it now, say it. Let's do it now. Let's deal with this now." Don't be doing all that. Because I told Julie, I was like, "These are this is gonna be a powerful moment, but it's supposed to be a silent moment." Silent. Okay, I gotta say that because we the Let's more places we simulcast, the more crazy can happen. So in Indiana, silent. we've got people on standby. Don't you wild out in Indiana? We know how y'all do. I know. So. Here's the thing. This holding hands is going to be a communication piece because you need a safe way to communicate. Yeah, I know. There are so many things. A lot of these statements we're going to read. Um, What happens is many couples go through a lot of, you can call it trauma or just stuff, drama, whatever you want to call it, and you never talk about it. Do you ever have one of those crazy fights where you're just silent on the way home? Okay, well, we're That happened on the drive here, apparently. (laughs) Everyone's dead silent. Um, What we're trying to do is open up the lines of communication. Now, I'm going to ask that you do talk about these things at another time. Some of you guys are going to need a mediator. Some of you guys are going to need another trusted, you know, maybe somebody who's discipling you or whatever. Some of you just need to talk about among yourselves privately. But the goal is to pay attention if your spouse squeezes your hand and then pay attention to the things that you squeeze their hand Yeah. Out. Now, one of the things that we're teaching you right now, now, and I've been joking a lot to sort of break the ice, but I need you to understand that in my world, being raised by multiple abusive stepfathers, being raised in a very aggressive environment, I didn't know gentleness. I didn't know meekness. I didn't know kindness. So when I was newly married, I didn't know how to communicate to my wife. And I believe that as a man, the louder I got and the more authoritative I was, um, the more effective my communication is. But oftentimes, the louder you you get, the less you're heard. The louder you get, the less you're heard. And I remember learning that I was communicating to my wife wrong, and so she needed to feel safe while I was saying hard things. I know this teaching has been so good, but I wanted to pause for a second because I want to connect with you. Go to MikeSignorelli.com, tell me your story, check out all these resources I have available for you, and would you consider financially partnering? It's because people say, I'm going to join my finances with this podcast that we're able to reach so many people around the world. And I'll tell you this, we are good soil to sow into. So I'll see you at MikeSignorelli.com and thank you so much for your financial gift. Okay, let's jump back in. And so holding hands while we talk, I remember we would even at one point would even physically face each other. And we would, I would, we, a counselor told us to do this. She would put her knees in between my knees and we would hold hands and say, now let's talk because I was triggering so much fear in her in the way that I was so loud. And so even right now, this little thing we're teaching about squeezing and talking and, and physically holding each other, you know, um, sometimes even that the warmth, of, the warmth of their hand is a reminder that they're a human, not a thing you're mad at. And so I had to learn that like the physical touch wasn't my fist in a wall. It was my, an open hand in hers. And so I want to encourage you, um, meekness is not weakness, and gentleness is not weakness. And if you want to get something different, do something different. How's yelling working out for you? Okay, so 
I want to, I'm going to read these. How about this, Jules? I'll do a couple and then you do a couple. Okay. So just grab your spouse's hand all around the world right now. And let's start with this first statement. So just squeeze their hand as a sign that you believe or agree with what I'm saying. Okay. We started off right, but you've changed. Here's the next one. I feel rejected by you sexually. Here's the next one. I feel like you tried to parent me, to be my parent. Here's another one. I struggle to trust you. I feel ashamed about the things in my past. I feel misunderstood. I don't think you know the real me anymore. Can I just say something off that? You know, Mike and I, we met at 19 and we're 38 now. And you know, when we first got married, he would say, you're not the girl that I married. And I'm like, I'm 30. I got two kids. I drive a minivan. I had a red sports car. I was single and I was hot. I'm like, you're not who I married either. So you're not, they're not who you married. You need to understand the 40-year-old version of them, the 50-year-old version of them, the 60-year-old version of them. In every season, with every child, with every health issue, with every financial crisis, they change. And you know, I would have heard that statement at that time and said, well, you should be hot again. And do you not love me enough to take care of yourself and whatever. But what the Lord showed me was that I treated her ugly and then she began to go into a depression. And I'll never forget that the Lord rebuked me one day and said, and this was at a point where you had like gained weight and we, you know, kind of like had just gotten to a place of depression, food for comfort. And you guys would never know that looking at her now. Because I'm hot now. (laughs) It's true. It's true. She is. I mean, you look at her now, but but pull pull up that picture I gave you guys. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But there was a point where Julie dramatically gained weight. And I remember being like really upset. Like we were in our early twenties and I was just like seeing my friends and they were still single. And I was just like, how did this happen to me? I didn't marry this woman physically, but then I'll never forget. The Lord spoke to me and said, your words produce that. And Julie will start to transform when you transform the way you treat her. And the more beautifully you make her feel, the more it'll manifest physically. And I'm telling you, and you remember this, my words started aligning. I started learning how to be a prophet, not a critic. And see, so it's like, you know, and so I started prophesying and I'll never forget I'll, the day Julie came back and said, I have this crazy vision. I want to start doing triathlons. And I was like, What? And, and Julie literally started losing weight. And then she got so fit, it was like annoying. Because I was like, I, was I prophesied too far. Yeah. Too far. I still I want to go to annoying. McDonald's every once in a while. Yeah. So grab your spouse's hand. And let me do this just go briefly. 
Um, let's do a couple more, okay? Just squeeze their hand if you agree with what I'm saying. I don't think that you know the real me anymore. Now, don't be offended if they squeeze your hand. This is not a a critique of you. This is data. This is information. This is what you should have been doing the whole time. Let me do another. This is intimacy. This is called intimacy right now. It just doesn't feel like it yet. But this is going to lead to the greatest sex of your life. Trust me. I'm taking you somewhere. To the men who are like, I don't see what he's doing yet. I normally trust him, but this is getting. Hold on. Men, stay with me. (laughs) Stay with me. I'll get you there, okay? Session two. Come on, the greatest sex organ that you have is not between your thighs, it's between your ears, it's your brain. And when you learn how to communicate to a woman and you get between her ears, not between her legs, you'll understand a real orgasm. See, the women all said, come on, that's good. The men all said, hold on, I'm taking notes, say it again. (laughs) That's our second session. That's our second, we know how to end the night. So here's, let's do another one. Squeeze your spouse's hand if you say, I feel overwhelmed by life. Moms. I feel overwhelmed by life. Let me do this pivot. Now this is gonna, I want you to be bold, okay? With this, we're just gonna do a few more, be bold. Here it is. I'm hurt, but I really want this to work. I'm hurt, but I really want this to work. You're still the love of my life. Come on, there's something breaking right now. I'm sorry for the thing that I did to hurt you. I got chills right now. I'm sorry for the thing I did to hurt you. Last one is this. Squeeze their hand if you believe this to be true. This time is going to be different. Come on, do you guys feel a shift in the atmosphere? You guys feel that? I believe that you're here by divine appointment. Julie and I are just gonna bear our scars tonight. And that's all this is. We don't, we're not any better than you. Um, we just learned some things along the way. And uh, I wanna give you just three points for the, as we end in the le- next couple moments here. Uh, first one is this. You guys just did some serious communication, Okay. I've seen, I see some people literally who started crying during that moment. There's reconciliation and healing even happening right now in this moment. I believe it is happening even in the comments, but you didn't get married just to cry. You got married to laugh. And point number one is this fun fixes marriages. Fun fixes marriages. Come on. When you laugh, you last. We've learned how to laugh at ourselves Come on, we learn how to laugh at each other's body. You're like, can you believe my body just did that? You married that. Can you believe that over the last 15 years, my body grew in that direction? (laughs) Come on now, baby. Come on, love all up on that lump. Love on that lump. (laughs) Fun fixes marriages. Because I'll tell you what. You can get love ruins, lust, lust ruins marriages, but fun fixes it. I've actually talked to guys who have said, 
I went out, I cheated with the woman who I thought was a 10 and felt so cold and I felt so hollow when it was over. And what I realized is that I didn't have connection. People are longing for connection, okay? People are longing for connection. And so fun fixes marriages. We've learned to laugh. Yeah, I mean, we were just laughing as we were preparing for this conference. I don't know, we got, we were just laughing about <laughs> Well, no, tell them the joke. So my wife, I didn't want to say my it. wife, I'm gonna say it. I didn't it. want to say it. She has this vision uh, of us having an RV, like a camper, okay? <laughs> No, to me, I was raised in a trailer park, and I'm like, that was not my choice. (laughs) So I ain't going back. I literally tell her, like, you're triggering me, girl. I did a year of marriage counseling to get this far, and I ain't going in a... It sounds fun. Yeah, it sounds fun to you, Disney girl. So then, so then in our Indiana location, touché, we touché. have a vision for our Indiana location. And, and she said, well, you know, since we go out to Indiana to preach and minister a lot and we're splitting our time, we get an RV. And then she literally looks at me. She goes, she goes, she said this in my office, in the pastor's office. She said, if you see the RV a rocking, don't come a knocking. <laughs> That's her. And I said, we're going to have that RV in the, in, the, in the parking lot of the church. And one of the ushers would be like, uh, Pastor Mike? <laughs> you got to have fun. Okay, point number two. You got to have fun. Focus fixes marriages. Focus fixes marriages. Focus on what's right. Stop focusing on dirty dishes. Oh, Yes. We almost entitled this message by paper plates. Yes. I'm just I'd rather you guys it. have dirty, raunchy, married sex with paper plates thrown in the garbage than fight over the darn dishes. All right, so let me tell you a little life hack. I was getting enraged by dishes. Okay, we live in New- we live in Queens. We don't have a dishwasher. Like, who's the dishwasher? Me. Well, I, I transferred that title to my teenager now. But... I was getting so frustrated. And then one day, I was just like, Costco sells paper plates. Now, if you are an earth warrior, I am not your, I am not your girl, okay? Because I got to make life work. So I'm just saying, buy paper plates. You will have more sex. Okay, thank you. Good night. <laughs> but, but the point I was making... <laughs> it's not spiritual. I don't have a scripture. I'm just saying... Focus, focus fixes marriages. Like, are you about to ruin your marriage over those dishes? Because listen, if you were, when you were drunk, when you were dating, you would have thrown her up on that sink and made out with her. Now you're throwing her into the sink and you're mad at each other and you're being all toxic and weird. So it's like, it's funny because when you were in the dating phase, you ignored the details, but now you'll end a marriage over them. Mm-hmm. Go back to the beginning. This is our marriage session. This is our, if you had a private marriage counseling session with us, this is what we would say. Go back to the beginning because you, at one point, you didn't care about the dishes. You didn't care about how dirty, if you could go back to some of the places where you made out, you made love, you were enthralled with each other and you seen how dirty it was, you'd, you'd be like, man. And so what we did is we changed our focus. Number three is this, faith fixes marriages. Faith fixes marriages. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for and the substance of things not seen. Life does not go the way that we plan it, but I will tell you, it will go the way you prophesy it. 
There's a difference between planning and prophesying. The Bible says that man makes plans, but they're like foolishness before God. But when you begin to speak and say, I don't know which direction it takes, but I know that I'm going to hold my woman through every season. We're going to grow together, not apart. And we are going to actually have chemistry and we're going to grow into compatibility. I want to do something right now. Would you just close your eyes right now? Um, Because fun, focus, and faith is what we're imparting to you. So with every eye closed, online, Indiana, here in the room, let me pray. Father, I thank you for what you deposited in this room, in these sessions. Tonight is going to be a dividing line of the previous season. Many of us did not have parents that ever taught us. We didn't see this before. We didn't have pastors who would be bold enough to speak into these things. And so, Father, I thank you that the bloodline curse breakers are in the room, that they're watching right now, and that our marriages are going to be the marriages of our dreams. If you believe it, would you just shout amen with me? Come on, let's put our hands together and celebrate right now. Well, we are coming to the end of yet another incredible time together every Monday, every Wednesday and Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am posting a new podcast so that you can be equipped and learn and grow. And you know, if you got this far, you may want additional mentorship and you may want to connect with me on a deeper level, which is why I have the Breakthrough Community. If you visit MikeSignorelli.com or BreakthroughTeaching.com, you can become a monthly financial partner for $27 a month or $297 for the entire year, you can come into the Breakthrough Community. We do monthly Zooms. Yes, monthly Zooms. It's wild. People from all over the world are there, including prophetic seminars and teachings that literally are banned on other platforms. All of it's waiting for you, including a private Facebook group with all of the other Breakthrough Community members. So again, go to MikeSignorelli.com or BreakthroughTeaching.com and become a monthly partner. I can't wait to see you there, and I will see you in the next podcast episode.